0: This edition of No Hard Feelings. It's your boy Abdul Rahman coming to you all as always from lovely Southern California. On the line, got the crew holding it down in the Midwest. Joining me from Chicago, Illinois, we've got Mr. Frederick Wells.
1: What's going on, y'all? Happy to be out here laying down another track with you gentlemen. Squad goes,
0: baby. And joining me from our hometown of Madison, Wisconsin, we've got Mr. Jonathan Hammond, Senior.
2: What's up, y'all? I, we out here for the tour days. What y'all know about that shit? We back in the gym
0: again. Training camp. <laughs> <laughs> and to round it out, we've got Mr. Derek Rose.
3: Yeah, yeah. What up, potheads? You could be anywhere in the world, but you're here with us. Thanks for keeping us in your pocket like a dime sack. What's good, fellas? Or, or should I say Turtles? <laughs> turtles in a half shell? <laughs>
1: I
2: actually had a thought. I feel like uh, AB should be Master Splinter. And then that way we could fit one more person in.
0: and we uh, Shaq could be uh <laughs> 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 <don't tell> <laughs> <laughs> man, well, I got to be a rat, son. <laughs> nah, nothing in the truest
2: sense. I'm just saying you're the oldest. wise yeah. Even though you're not even the oldest one. Yeah. I'm
0: just saying. <laughs> oh, man. So, brothers, this is a uh, news show, News and Notes. Got lots of news, many notes. Go ahead and get started real quick. So I'm just going to throw out something very general here. So I was reading The Atlantic the other day, and there's an article in there that says, or that was titled, Americans strongly dislike PC culture. Not exactly breaking news. I think we've known that for a while now but what's actually funny about it is like they, they try to break it down and says there are two neat camps in social media there's team resentment which is manned by people who are predominantly old and almost exclusively white and then you have team woke which is young likely to be female and predominantly black brown or asian although there are white allies in that team as well but basically what they were saying is that only about 25 percent of americans are traditional or devoted conservatives and only about eight percent of americans are progressive activists so think about that for a moment the people that are so loud on social media and tend to like actually shape the narrative Are a small number of people, a very small number, a very small percentage. But if you were to jump on social media, you wouldn't get that same impression.
3: Well, I think we kind of knew that because that's why they go to social media to to have their hissy fit. It's
0: like the megaphone
3: (laughs) Mm -hmm. to get some kind of validation too, as well. Mm -hmm.
0: But I mean, it's kind of crazy to think that it's that that small number of people. So like the 25 percent. Where's
1: this number coming from?
0: So this is a it was a, actually a report uh, done by scholar. Stephen Hawkins, Daniel Yudkin, Miriam Juan Torres, and Tim Dixon. It's a report published man, called "Hidden Tribes: A Study of America's Polarized Landscape." Lies, lies,
1: <laughs> oh, lies. I don't know, man. I just think those are very low numbers.
0: I mean, but this is also Extremely in terms of like low numbers. This is self-identification. So obviously, like the numbers aren't going to be exact in a scientific sense. But in a lot of ways, this is what people think of themselves as. But I, I mean, I do maybe not the eight and the twenty five percent, but I do agree that the number of people or the people who are very prominent in these types of beliefs and on the, on the social media easy, landscape are a small group. Not the majority. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. And not even like, I think it's it's a very small minority, because, and now what you see is that the two political parties, the dominant political parties, are being pulled in those directions by small groups of people. Something to think about.
3: They could, they couldn't, they might not even be people, they could be robots. Bots?
0: (laughs) I mean, it's just a thought, but... uh, yeah, to to keep it moving. So thinking, like keeping that in mind, I guess that was kind of like the tablecloth we set in the table. <laughs> now we can jump into people's opinions about what's going on with the news today. <sighs> I hate to do this, man, but I hate I hate to bring up Kanye West once again.
1: Man, <laughs> yay, yay! Come on, I miss the old Kanye. <laughs> Come on, man, yeah,
0: yeah, it ain't so. Yeah, it is so. But like again,
1: <laughs> yeah, it
3: is.
0: <laughs> yeah or <you're> nay? <laughs> hey, look, man. The the thing about Kanye, I was actually talking to Rose about this off the air. If we want to talk about his views, his views don't represent anybody but himself. All right, that's number one. Number two, Kanye is obsessed with the image and the persona of Donald Trump. That's who he wants to be. That's his idol. So he made that comment about, what was it, dragon energy? some Something like that?
1: Yeah, dragon
0: energy. So that's that's exactly... He sees himself as that kind of quote-unquote self-made visionary type stand-alone type of guy who shuns the establishment. Which is funny because Donald Trump is none of those things. <laughs> like... But he's cultivated an image of being exactly those things. When he said, put this hat on, makes me feel like a Superman. I, I go back to the response of one Gilbert Arenas. Put the hat on and jump out the window and see what happens. True. And I feel like that's what he's kind of done. He's he's out there on his own. Like He's out, it's out there on his own on an island. People are so angry about what he said. But at the same time, he doesn't represent anybody. So what does it matter what he says? We don't have to try to dissect why he's saying what he's saying or who his audience is.
2: <laughs> no, but some people, are, like, we know that he don't represent all of all of black people, but some people actually believe that. Some people think he represents a whole section of black people. Mm. Or all of us, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. You know how white people is. Mm-hmm. like They're like, oh, well, well, of course. I mean, all the obvious shit, like, well, that nigga robbed me, so all you niggas are poops. <laughs> Like You know what I mean? Type of shit, like, mm-hmm. oh. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it's fucked up because like how is broke? Like why would anyone broke or anyone not of that stature think like that? But for whatever reason, they just gonna lump us all
3: together. Mm-hmm. Well, wow. I would I would like to say first is that I do agree with you, John. But I wouldn't just put that burden just on white people, because Asian people do that with stores that they come into our communities and get robbed, and also Indians. So Absolutely. it's just not it's yeah. just it's just not a white thing. It's a you thing like- that we portray to people. So mm-hmm. it's, it Get has to, general. we do have to come back to ourselves and reevaluate ourselves before we do say all that. Mm-hmm. I
1: agree.
0: So the the article, or there's, there's an article that goes on to bring up, you know, the quote of 2005 Kanye West. If you remember that guy. George Bush. <laughs> yes, exactly. Does not
1: care. Uh-huh.
0: Yep. George Bush doesn't care about black people. And and it's funny because what he said was, I hate the way they portray us in the media. If you see a black family, it says that they're looting. If you see a white family, they're looking for food. Those are my people down there. So anybody out there that wants to do anything to help with the way America is set up to help the poor, the black people, the less well-off, as slow as possible. And then he finished Mm. that off by saying,
1: George Bush doesn't care about black people. Yeah, I'm starting a new meme, a new rumor on the Internet tomorrow. They clone Kanye. (laughs) <laughs> they call Kanye West, and this is what we got back every time. Yeah, but uh, yo, on a on a more serious note, though, like as as you look at this whole Kanye West thing, a lot of people are starting to try to bring up like his mental, his mental like uh capacity, like where he's at mentally mm-hmm. right now, his mental condition, and like they're trying to say he's bipolar and things like that. Mm-hmm. Ain't right, that how it
2: starts in- when they want to discredit you though?
1: I don't know man, it could be something to be said about it because if you really, really think about it, if you look at all these different angles from like where Kanye West is like showing his ugly face, like whether it's these like these rap battles, you know what I'm saying, him with fucking him talking about slavery is a new thing. Like there's a lot of different angles of that, like that's we see it Kanye West in the last like six months to a year, but like back in the day Kanye West really wasn't like that. So maybe his mental like state is really deteriorating.
0: Yeah, I mean, that that may be the case. But what I wanted to say is like I want to bring up a contrast of what he said in 2005 with what he said in 2018. He said, I think we need to care about all people. And I believe when I went on to NBC, I was very emotional. I was programmed to think from a victimized mentality, a welfare mentality, end quote. So maybe, like you said, maybe it has something to do with his mental state, but maybe it also has to do with how far removed he is from that life from that struggle and being in hollywood or being uh, in the fashion world or being in the entertainment world and being very very wealthy and detached from that stuff from so long i think that can alter the way that you look at things and the way that you think about it so like now when somebody tells you oh you know these people are suffering from welfare mentality you can think the same thing you can be like yeah yeah they are suffering from welfare mentality look at me i made it out (laughs) walt disney right
3: you ain't got the answers,
0: Sway. Exactly. And so, I mean, I think there, there may be something to the mental state. I mean, he's already gone on record and said that he's dealt with mental health issues. But at the same time, I just think that he's just so far gone into this life where he's so insulated and he's surrounded by people who reassure him of his genius that he doesn't need to think any differently.
3: Yeah, they said the genius that puts six zeros in for his passcode. <laughs> but this is this is what I ask this is what I asked the the future president mm. whenever it whenever he or she comes along. Mm. I ask the president, please do not have a relationship with Kanye West.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> please. Like there's no one even talks about meanwhile we had a hurricane. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, people are devastated out here living like Davy Crockett. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like it's just these smoke screens and it's like, man, at some point for the betterment of like not black people, not white people, but just the people of the United States, mm-hmm. this man has to do his job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like, come on, man. Like,
0: this is ridiculous. And, and you know what that president might say to you? What in the meantime, I'm the president and you're not. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this guy. Oh
0: that is a direct quote from one Donald J. Trump on sixty minutes being interviewed by Leslie Stahl, by the way. Leslie okay. it's okay. In the
2: meantime, right. I'm president. And we're having and you're not fun, right?
0: I'm sorry, whoever was gonna jump in, go for it.
1: I was gonna say just that just to touch back on that his mental state thing. Mm-hmm. I think in addition to that, like the lust that he has for power. Mm-hmm. The lust that he has to want to be, like it almost looks like a sickness in itself. Mm. I mean, I think that's all that stuff comes from. He forgets all, he's forgetting all that stuff, like forgetting where he came from, forgetting who he was back in 2006, 2005, Mm -hmm. because he's like, he has that lust. Like you can see it in his eyes, Mm -hmm. like a dog looking at it like a piece of red meat. Mm
0: -hmm. But I think that it's also, it's not just a lust for power, it's a lust for acceptance, and he'll never gain that acceptance. And that's what troubles him so much, and I think that's why not from them, yeah, exactly. And that's why that's why I feel like his mental state might have been affected or might have deteriorated due to that. Because even when he's talked about it in the past, when he talked about trying to get into the fashion world and they weren't trying to let him in, he's like, "Why? Why can't I get my chance?" And that was like the whole genesis of you ain't got the answer, Sway. That was like that whole interview was him talking about trying to be accepted, just trying to get his foot in the door, and them not letting him get his foot in the door. And so, like, there's always that inferiority complex that he's trying to get over but
1: he was inferior though yeah no he i know was, but he and none, <laughs> couldn't hold a candle to them dudes he was trying to get into business
0: with but that's true but i'm saying trying to tell that to the megalomaniac kanye west the kanye west who's convinced that he's a genius at all things the kanye west who wants to build hotels in their lit, <laughs> that kanye west
1: it was funny listening to Kanye talk about himself, about who he was, and like how much of a genius he mm-hmm. was as a kid. And I was like, "Nigga, everybody was doing that shit. Gone somewhere?" Right. <laughs> like, swear. Exactly.
2: Yeah, man. I mean, what was he saying, Fred? What was he saying? What, what was he giving the example of his kid? Doing? It was just
1: some of the things, like just like in terms of a little accomplishments that he had along the way, whether it be he he was like maybe producing or like going into business stuff like that. Basically, he was a hustling type dude. I can't really. Quote exactly what it was that he was saying, but it just sounded like things that like accomplishments or milestones that like people that I know have those similar type of milestones that didn't I, make him no you. more or less the genius. You know what I'm saying? So but he was, was just like ass that's shit, what. But he was trying to up it up. Like he no, don't get me wrong. Basic. I don't like negate those things and say they were basic ass shit. It's just like it was well attainable. He was basically saying he was baby genius, right? Mm-hmm. And then comparing mm-hmm. it to like some very basic like overachiever young dude type shit. Mm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And that's where their disconnect yeah. was. At. I was like, man, you're not. No, that's not does not qualify you as a genius.
0: Like, nah. So basically what you just said. Now, I want you to think about the profile that we just built of Kanye West and think about how all of those characteristics translate over to the current president of the United States. When When you want to talk yeah. about him being a baby genius, how about in this interview on 60 Minutes? Twice. Trump defending his knowledge of world politics by saying he wasn't a baby and like that he's defending his own intelligence and there's a need for him to build up his own intelligence and there's a need for him to get that validation. That's why he says these things that pump himself up and then also denigrate others. And even when he was trying, when he was pressed on trying to get into issues like about his treatment of Kavanaugh's accuser, Christine Blasey Ford, he said, I'm not going to get into it because we won. It doesn't matter. We won.
1: Don't gonna talk about that no more
0: (laughs) and so like just think of how the interviews go like if you want to talk about like yeah maybe maybe trump hasn't gone out on the far limbs in the crazy like realm of we need to be on airplanes and all that type of stuff that kanye's gone into but at the same time it's more of the same in terms of you're interviewing somebody who's only interested in proving to you how smart they are
3: so, so and is, and, who, and I'll say anything to to prove that right, too. Right. Like anything. Who,
2: who's Who's crazier, Elon Musk, Kanye, or Trump? Like <laughs> right, like on some real shit right now. Like all three of them are like on a, on like they're all parallel right now on the plane because that, that shit is wild as hell. But see but like, the thing like,
0: about Elon like, though is he's actually a maker. I, I have I'm hard pressed to find out what these what kind
2: not according to Steve. Got he got a lot of ideas, but he don't actually do a lot of shit. Mm. But um. <laughs> shout out to Stu guys Damn. But um anyways um uh, my bad If i was just going i just want to go back to what you said about in the interview when trump was saying that we don't ha- i don't want to talk about that anymore mm-hmm. because we won mm-hmm. like that right there mm-hmm. that trump like that that is like man i i i know i shouldn't but that shit cracks me up because it's so <laughs> ridiculous like i know i shouldn't laugh but it's just like man like really mm-hmm. like, is i think
3: yeah i it's, it's so true I know, but that's what's so funny. It's like a
2: matter of fact.
3: Like, is he basically, fact. He basically just said, Hove did that. <laughs> so hopefully we don't have to go through that. Dude, look at him. Ba- like, to the winner, go to, like, the winner writes history. Like, I don't have to
2: answer that question, bitch. I won. Like, get on my face with that shit. Like, <laughs>
0: yeah. that's so
2: dismissive and, and so matter of fact. Yeah. Like, and it's so like, I don't know, man, that shit is hilarious. <laughs> and,
0: that's, and that's why the people who voted for him love him. It was all this exposure that they got is like, hey, this guy's willing to say whatever he wants. Because, like, when you're in that position, and you generally have nothing to lose, then you, you can say whatever you want. It insulates yeah, you from whatever one. sort of damage other people might have to deal with if they were to say the same crazy stuff that you do.
2: It's kind of like, he's kind of like um, his version of, uh, super, like, this me against the world type shit. It's just me against the world. Uh, like. Just because it's like I can I can say it because it's true yep. type are Like no, just because it's true don't mean you don't mean it's okay to say that shit. Or like, no. because
0: I say it is true. <laughs> yeah, you. exactly. Yeah, yeah. He's one of the people that he believes in everything he says. Yep. Or if I say it, then it's so. yeah And in <laughs> the meantime, I'm the president, and you're not. <laughs> Very quickly, let's move on. Uh, we only got a few minutes left. Uh, this this governor's race in Georgia. Very important on the national stage because it brings forth a very interesting situation and a very interesting choice. There's a black woman, Stacey Abrams, running for the governor and who actually has a chance to become the first black female governor of any state ever in the history of the United States. And you have her running against the Republican candidate who happens to be Georgia's Secretary of State, Brian Kemp. Why is that interesting? Because the man who was running for governor in the state is also the man who is in charge of running the elections the office of secretary of state is the one who actually has to take election results and certify them <laughs> now you can do that yep exactly and so while one side is calling on him to resign the abrams camp's calling on him to resign because it's it's been shown that he has about 53000 i think was the number that i read Voter registrations on hold, 70 percent of whom belong to black people, black voters in the state of Georgia. Now, let me tell you why that is the case. So they have an exact match law in the state, meaning that let's say on your voter application form, there's no hyphen. Your legal name is hyphenated. You're purged from the rolls <laughs> immediately without you even knowing.
2: <laughs> That's crazy.
0: So basically, there are a number of lawsuits that are being put up against the Secretary of State, and like I said, calls for him to resign. But think about that: you can be in charge of an election and run in the same election. Bro, <sighs> that's
2: America, though. Like, like for real. Like, who else would set up a rule like that, where not only do I control this, but I'm gonna be, I'm gonna partake in it? Mm-hmm. Like, I can't lose. Mm-hmm.
3: Yep. Who
2: else would do something like that?
3: Who, who sets well, up the game so they I can't think- lose? I think the thing about this is that he, he most likely is looking like he is going to lose. Mm. But the th- the sad thing about it is that she's a very worthy candidate.
0: Oh, absolutely, and that's you know, the thing. It's not like it's that, not, that's like that's what, it's not that's that's somebody it's, who's grasping you know, at straws. It's just the fact right. that she even got to this point is amazing.
3: <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing because like the thing about
0: her was interesting. Is
3: I um, I was following her on Instagram, mm. and I didn't even know like how I was following her, but I just kept hearing her videos. I was like, hmm. Wow, something to her, mm-hmm. and then like literally, she's like I started hearing her name more and more in the news. I'm like, yeah, she's actually worthy though, and that's what it, it's sad that that's not the focus. Like, this is the focus, like to the potential. She's gonna be the first black woman to, right? Yeah, yeah, that's When's the election? election.
0: The election is coming Next up. Month. November. Yeah,
3: yep. Oh, I would man. like to say. um send out prayers and thoughts to the voter booths next
0: month. Hashtag thoughts and prayers.
3: It is going to be
0: apeshit. So just to show you what kind of polarized environment we live in, uh, Senator David Perdue, who represents Georgia in the U.S. Senate, was back in Atlanta. He was um, hanging out at the campus of Georgia Tech. I think he was giving a speech there. Uh, a student member of the Young Democratic Socialists of America approached him with their uh, phone out, trying to ask him a question. Hey, so uh, can you? In- how can you endorse a candidate? And that's as far into the question as the student got before Senator Perdue snatched the phone out of the student's hands and said, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. You stole my property, <laughs> the student said. You stole my property. All right, you wanted a picture? Give me my phone back, Senator. The student said, you wanted a picture? I'm going to give it to you. You wanted a picture? Give me my phone back, Senator. <laughs> this this is the encounter. And then as Purdue walked away and gave him the student phone back, said, that's U.S. Senator David Perdue. U.S. Senator David Perdue just snatched my phone because he won't answer a question from one of his constituents. He's trying to leave. He's trying to leave. Because he won't answer why he's endorsing a candidate who's trying to purge people from voting on the basis of their race, the senator's office responded and said it was a simple misunderstanding.
1: <laughs>
0: Yo, know,
1: well, well, as I know, point huh? it's
3: it's it's a big yeah. clash between time periods. Mm. It's a clash between the backhanded old school train mind, mindset mm-hmm. and these new millennials. Mm-hmm. A lot of people ain't here for that old phone stuff in my face. Mm-hmm. Even if you are right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like You could be a person that is like 100% wrong, about to go to prison. Don't come in my face no camera. I can do what I want. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and it ain't about that. Man, ain't not
0: about that smoke. All right. And to uh, wind it down, fellas, I have a question for you. I'll give you a little bit of background who I am asking this question. This past week, Colin Kaepernick received an award from Harvard, along with Dave Chappelle, I guess. I I didn't know that until right now. But yeah, apparently, uh, he won the W.E.B. Du Bois Medal from Harvard's Hutchins Center for African and African American Research. So basically... It's the, the Harvard's top honor for African American studies. Yes. And and so he gave a speech there and he actually requested that the media not record his speech. But he just had them transcribe it and release it to the public. In it he spoke about, you know, thinking about the initiation of the protest, this stance. And where we are at currently. I go back to something I said in a speech previously. That love is at the root of our resistance. And it will continue to be. And it will fortify everything that we do. He continued. He said, I feel like it's not only my responsibility. But all our responsibilities as people. That are in positions of privilege. Positions of power. To continue to fight for them. And uplift them. And empower them. Because if we don't. We become complicit in the problem. Now. Here's my question to you all: Is Colin Kaepernick the leader of any movement? In your opinion,
1: I was gonna say, did I miss the revolution?
0: I <laughs> I just said is is he like I and I think that it's actually a legitimate question to be asked.
2: Yeah, he's a, he's a leader of a Nike sales campaign movement. That's about <laughs> it. Not an actual like movement of the people. Like like Claire he said. could be.
1: I, he could be though. But
2: he's but he's not I mean, it's possible, but is he though? Like,
1: yeah, that's right the thing. Now, like, did, he... did we miss something?
3: What about <laughs> like, what about your know your rights campaign where he, you know, informs the community about things that are be happening?
1: And look, I'm not taking anything away from Colin and any of his achievements or like any of the things that he may have like campaign for, but I didn't know it was like he was like it was some steadfast continuing campaign that he had going on. Mm hmm. I don't know. I'm not saying he to make a push for something here or there, but is there something that I miss? Could have quite easily happened, but it sounds like he like got a revolution going. He's fighting a good fight right now. Previous, everyday.
0: yeah. Previous medalists include Muhammad Ali, Maya Angelou, Oprah Winfrey, and civil rights leader Representative John Lewis. The honor is for national and international figures. quotes in recognition of their contributions to African and African-American culture and the life of the mind, end quote.
1: Give him the award. He's, a, he's deserving, though. That's so what I'm saying. Like, I was about to it say, man. I hope y'all... speech, the heart speech heart. was a little... Hate on
0: him. No, I'm not hating No. Like, I appreciate a lot
1: of stuff he does. It, it just award. seemed I'm like I missed it. something from that speech that he gave her, like, the quote that it that was, like, the transcript. It just seemed like I was missing something. Like, there was a little disconnect. And is it... I don't know if that's, like, message coming from Nike... Or is it coming from him? I'm like, what's up? I don't know.
0: I mean, yeah, that's the that's
1: thing. With Nike it. ad
2: campaign, a lot of people are going to get confused about what's coming from Colin and what's what's coming what's what's coming from Nike. Like, I think and are that's they going they be reshaping
1: it. it. Are they reshaping the movement, or,
2: or are they, they just are they just commandeering it together
0: And I think that was kind of the genesis of my question. Like I said, I don't want to take away anything from what Colin Kaepernick has done, but I feel like. He has intentionally kind of shied away from the spotlight. He, I don't think he wanted to be that leader of whatever movement. I don't know if there even is a movement. You know what I'm saying? I feel like the, his was a singular action that he committed himself to, right, to raise awareness. I don't think that he had any more of an idea or a plan to set some sort of movement in motion. Yes, there are the things that he has done, and this is not a criticism of him because, like, man, hey, he's done a lot more than I have. But my point being is that I feel like he's just become a face to basically like a figurehead, exactly to what's actually going on. Like, and I think that it's not just him. There are a lot of people. Like I know Rose, we talked about DeRay McKesson, for example, with uh, Black Lives Matter. And how people in Baltimore kind of of like started coming at him like, yo, I know him from Baltimore. He ain't never done anything for the people. He's never cared about this cause. He's just the one that gets that got put forward. And he was the one in front of the cameras. And he was the one that gets his name associated with it. It's just in this age, it's very easy to boil it down to sound bites and photographs, (laughs) you know what I'm saying, or video, (laughs) And that's why I was I was curious to ask what your opinions were on the situation. More power to Colin. Enjoy yeah, the medal. Boy. Good for you. You know, applause. A hearty round of applause from the No Hard Feelings crew, but yeah, Let's man. Have a few questions. Yeah, what's
2: up, I, I bravo. <laughs> I, I feel like, like since since his um since his affiliation with Nike has come out and he's like he's like the, the head of the ad campaign, I feel like he's gonna get caught on his his good works or a lot of the stuff that he's trying to do is going to quote unquote get lost in the sauce, if that makes any sense. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, a, a, a lot of people are just going to think of him as a pitch man for Nike as opposed to looking at him as, as what he was before We this ad campaign was revealed, you know, as, you know what I'm saying, as this leader of of a movement or him just being um, a, a voice for, for the people. Now, Now, I think a lot of people are going to feel like he's just trying to sell us something. Or maybe all of this leading up to when they made the announcement, maybe that was all part of, you know what I'm saying? They they were just building, like, it was like a slow build, and then boom, they dropped it on us. Like, we don't know what, I mean, of course, like, the works that he did were was real. Like, all that stuff, did, it doesn't undo any of that. But it's just, uh, just the idea that, you know how, how skeptical people are nowadays, or, you know what I'm saying? People always, so it's just like, I, I think it's going, I think his campaign in general, or, like, what he's trying to accomplish might take a bit of a hit. on on the personal front, but I I think he's like I said, I think he's done a lot of good work, and I still think he can do a lot of good work, but I I think people are going to look at him kind of with a side eye, just because they don't know if it's, like, is is he doing it, like, is he out here as Colin Kaepernick, or is he out here as Nike Colin Kaepernick? Like, I think there's going, I think the
1: lines are going to be kind of blurred going forward. I don't think it's going to be blurred at all. I think we know it's Nike as Colin Kaepernick with Nike, but we just got to hope that, like, Colin sticks to the core of who he is, and actually, right. like, does good work with that additional exposure because, like, he hadn't right. had thought about that. Like, guarantee Nike's gonna be massaging this man's, you know, yeah. man. saying his, his what pe- people think of his public opinion. You know, they're gonna be massaging mm-hmm. and making it look better or whatever. But like, he's with Nike, man. It is what it is. Right. But they're gonna also help about- him put him in the right places and also try to clean his name up. And you gotta take them together, man. So and yeah, never will forward,
2: know. I think people are always gonna know.
1: question. Like,
2: like our people are always going to say, like, uh, like, how can they separate the two? Like, when is when is he being, you know, just calling, or when is he when is he being on for Nike? That's what I'm saying. Like I think going forward, I think it's going to be a little bit harder for people to distinguish that. Man, that's before what I'm there was no I question.
1: There's no more question. Ain't no question. We shouldn't be asking it's, it's questions, just, man. We know it's, it's, that's straight, what it it's, is. Just, it's
2: just straight Nike. That's what it is. That's what it is. Like, ain't no doubt about it.
0: It's Kaepernick backed by Nike. Okay. And then let me tell you this. Nike co-founder Shell Knight is a registered Republican and donates millions has donated millions of dollars to the Republican Party just some food for thought so on that note I think that's a good place for us to uh, ride off into the sunset or the moonlight whatever time it is wherever (laughs) you are (laughs) I'd like to thank you fellas for joining us as a nice uh, little hearty conversation. I'd like to encourage those of you that are listening to please, please, please follow us and engage with us on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at NHF Crew. And if you want to send us an email, you can do that as well. Find us at No Hard Feelings Podcast at gmx.com or no Feelings Pod at gmail.com. And, and please believe if you are coming this way talking
2: that shit we definitely got some smoke y'all and like we'll argue with your ass on Twitter all that
3: shit man. it don't matter we got jobs we got shit to do but we got, we'll make time for y'all too though
0: Yeah, got here for it Mr. Mr. basically he got, a, he got a smoke detector that's, that's right the battery fully charged that bit that bitch sensitive too so don't even try <laughs> so for Mr. Frederick Wells joining me from Chicago, Illinois Mr. Jonathan Hammond Senior and Mr. Derek Rose joining me from our hometown of Madison, Wisconsin. I am Abdulrahman signing off from lovely Southern California. This has been another episode of No Hard Feelings, and we out. Peace out. Cowabunga!